The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome to it. The uh, Monday night edition is upon us. Welcome to the show. It is seven minutes after seven o'clock. We'd love to get you here on the show asking your questions. This is a live show and it is here for you to get some information, get smart, get educated on employment rights. 416-870-6400. AG is here. Andrew Goldberg ready to answer your questions. A ton of stuff on the show tonight. We're going to talk about being fired without cause. The fast facts. As far as that is concerned, your phone calls, as I mentioned, 416 you want to email a question or two? No problem. Help at employmentlawyer.ca and free for you to use anytime. It's like having an employment lawyer with you 24-7. Real simple. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca and uh, wound into pocketemploymentlawyer.ca as part of that website. You can uh, find the severance pay calculator as well. So as we get some calls lined up here, Andrew, my brother, what do you got uh, going on for the week that was? How are you? Yeah, I'm well, uh, JS. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm all right, buddy. It's Monday. Let's do, let's do this. I know. So uh, <clears throat> to get started, I just wanted to talk a bit about uh, something that's come across my desk a few weeks ago. I've been dealing with it ever since. Um, essentially, what happened in this case was there's a nice gentleman. He came to me, and he's been employed for years for the same employer. Uh, this was you know, during the heart of COVID, so it wasn't at the beginning or anything like that. Uh, he, at some point during his employment, he had a meeting with his manager, and his manager was not very nice to him in this meeting. He began swearing at him, yelling at him, uh, berating him. I'm not sure exactly why. It could just be tensions were high. You know, COVID's made people tense in the workplace. I, I don't know. But obviously unacceptable behavior. So my client, he proceeds to file a harassment complaint. Now, at this time, he's been working overtime. He works around the clock. He's very busy. He has a bunch of roles within the company. He files this harassment complaint on a Friday. Lo and behold, he comes to work on Monday, and they tell him, his employer tells him, we are putting you on a temporary layoff because of COVID-19. So uh, timing there is uh, a bit more than a coincidence, I would say. So he's files a complaint and a day later he's a business day later he's put on a layoff so you know something we talked about during the show a lot is that if you're placed on a layoff and the employer has no right to do so from the sense that it doesn't say in your contract you can be put on a layoff you've never been put on a layoff before you can treat that as a termination you can treat that as a constructive dismissal but in this case the layoff was also what is considered a reprisal against my client for filing a harassment complaint So that is a breach of another legislation called the Occupational Health and Safety Act. So not only is he entitled to severance, but he's entitled to additional damages as well. And the moral of this story is it's just another example of how countless employers are taking advantage of the COVID-19 situation by putting people on layoffs, firing people, cutting pay. Um, when the reason for doing so has nothing to do with COVID-19 at all. They're just using it as a, as a guise to do so. It's a pretext to do so. So it's very scary times. And just the listeners out there should know if you feel that, you know, not only is the layoff a problem if you're on a layoff, but if you feel it was a reaction, a retaliation for something that you've done, uh, you could be owed even more than just your severance. So it's just a prime example of things that we're dealing with every day these days, it seems. 
By the way, you want to reach out anytime to Andrew and his team at the firm when we're not doing the show here, one 821 5900 But here and now, you know the number, 416-870-6400. And as always, callers, top priority. Love having you join the show. Jason, thanks for uh, taking the time. How are you? Not too bad. Thanks for taking my call, guys. You bet. What's up? Well, the question is uh, for a friend of mine who works as a dental hygienist. Now, I've listened to the show on quite a few occasions. And I've suggested that she listen, too. So I thought I'd call on her behalf uh, and see if we can get uh, an answer so she understands the options that she has in front of her. You see, uh, she's been a dental hygienist for 15 years, and it's become apparent that uh, the person that manages the administration, uh, administrative team uh, may um, try to, uh, to let her go without cause. Uh, so we want to understand, uh, you know, what... Uh, legal course of action she could take, what are her options. Uh, and then the other thing to consider is that uh, about seven years ago, um, she had to sign some kind of employment contract. The details I'm not sure of at this stage, but it was something that um, was sort of pushed upon them. Um, so anyway, um, that's what I have for you, and I'm just wondering what um, what kind of advice we can give her. Okay, well, thanks for calling, Jason. Um so this is a relatively straightforward um, situation that we deal with absolutely all the time at our firm. The first step, of course, is to tell your friend to wait until she gets let go is obviously step number one. Step number two is once she's let go, very, very likely she'll be provided with a severance package from the employer. It will say, you know, we've let you go today and, uh, you know, we're offering you A, B and C for your severance. The most important thing to tell your friend is do not sign anything when it is provided to her. To take it home and then consult, you know, give our firm a call if she doesn't feel that it's fair. Give us a call and we will walk her through, uh, you know, what is fair. And if it is a very low offer, certainly we will proceed with um, taking the steps to get her further money. The, the thing she doesn't want to do is, one, go to the Ministry of Labor. So she wants to speak to a lawyer, number one, because her entitlements may be limited if she goes to the Ministry of Labor. They could only get her her minimum entitlements, not her full entitlements, okay? So she certainly okay. wants to speak to a lawyer. Number two, she wants to get her hands on that employment agreement that you referenced before. Uh, you said she signed one about six, seven years ago. Right. It's possible that the employer has included language in that agreement designed to limit her severance such that she doesn't receive her full severance, okay? okay. But what good news... What would severance be, do you think? Well, that's going to be, you know, you have to... How old is she and how long has she been there? Uh, she's uh, 52 and she's been there for 15 years. So it could hover around approximately a month per year of service, somewhere in or around there. Okay, it would be based on you know how much she was paid as well and uh, and things of that nature. But but it could be in in or around that range, give or take a bit. Okay, um, but the important thing to note is speak to a lawyer before. Tell her to speak to a lawyer when she gets the package. Don't sign anything and tell her even if she signed a contract that arguably limits her entitlements, the vast, vast, vast majority of these contracts are unenforceable as it pertains to limiting severance entitlements, and we very likely can get around that, okay? So okay. she should get her hands on that, make sure she's ready to provide that to a lawyer at our firm if she does, in fact, want to have a consultation to get something more. Excellent. Okay, thanks very much for this information. 
Of course. Jason, appreciate the uh, appreciate the call tonight. Appreciate you listening to the show in the past. Uh, love it. You want to reach out now to, to Andrew, feel free to do so. You probably got that number if you've listened before. 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Going to keep going here. We love this. 416-870-6400. Ken, you're next up. Thanks for hanging on. Good evening. How are you, gentlemen? Good, brother. What's uh, What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I'm calling in regards to I was laid off in April due to the uh, coronavirus. Yep. Uh, now, I was just laid off, and they didn't know how long I was going to be laid off for. I didn't sign anything. I'm, not, I'm non-unionized. Uh, now, they canceled my benefits when they did that. So, now, I don't know. Apparently, uh, Doug Ford bumped up to make it instead of 13 weeks being the law. It's 16 weeks now. And I can't claim severance or anything due to, you know, protect the employer. And I'm just curious, how long can they lay me out? I keep calling in, you know, can I come back? You know, how's everything? They keep saying, well, it's still going on. We don't know how long it's going to be. Uh, I'm just wondering what legalities I have or hmm. do I just do I just sit here and call and keep calling them? Because they're not okay. saying, they, they say they're going to take me back. They just don't know when, but. Okay, so, so Ken, you essentially have two options, okay? Option one is you can treat your layoff as a constructive dismissal now, okay? Uh, whether or not you can do that depends on if you ever signed an employment agreement that gives the company the right to put you on a temporary layoff. Most agreements don't have that language, so let's assume that your agreement does not. Uh, in which case, you could pursue what's called the constructive dismissal now, and you can go after your severance now. Okay. Your second option is you can wait. Um, right now, the, the Ontario government has said that an employer must you know, re reinstate people to work six weeks after the end of the emergency order. So right now, the emergency order is scheduled to end on July 29th. It's only two days away. So the employer must recall you within six weeks after that. So you can wait it out that period of time. It's up to you. But if you'd like, you could pursue a constructive dismissal claim now and go after your severance now. But I would lose my job. Well, you'd go after, you know, yes, you'd be going after your severance. I mean, I, I don't know what you, what you mean about losing. Like right now you're not working, right? So I don't know how long it's going to take for them to recall you back, if at all. But yes, if you do want to go after your severance now and you're willing to kind of end the relationship, go after your severance, figure out something else to do, you can do that now. In the alternative, like I said, you can wait until six weeks after the end of the emergency order and see how it goes in the next you know, six, seven weeks and see how things go from there, six weeks from now, pretty much. No, sorry. Uh, now, so say we go, with the, wait, like I don't want to lose my job. It's a good paying job. You know, like I'm doing okay now, but I just don't want to go get another job and find it all. We're hiring you back. And meanwhile, I'm working at Pizza Pizza. So... Uh, I'm just wondering, like, so I wait for the six weeks after the 29th, but what power do I have? Like, can I just go in there and say, okay, you got to hire me back or how does that? Well, you could, you could tell them like, look, the, the rule is that you have to call me back six weeks after the end of the emergency order. Am I going to be recalled back as, as uh, the rule states? And if they say, no, you're not, you'll have no choice but to take legal action. I mean, the thing to remember is there's things that are right and there's things that are wrong. And you can't, as a lawyer, necessarily force the employer to do the right thing. At some point, you're left with, uh, you know, 
pretty much just taking the actions that you can take and the actions you can take now are to pursue your severance package, right? Um, it's possible that you could seek reinstatement at the end of the six weeks. Uh, my suggestion to you would be if, you, if you're content with the job, if you want the job, then wait it out a little longer as it gets closer to. Um, simply start telling them, am I going to be recalled uh, at the six-week mark or no? And if they say no, then I'd suggest give us a call back and, and we'll see what we can do. Ken, got to, uh, got to fly into our first break. Appreciate the call. If you have uh, more questions, which it sounds like you probably do, and you should follow up indeed, one 821 5900 when we're not doing the show. You can reach out to Andrew, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Kat, see you there. We'll get to you next. And more of your phone calls, 416-870-6400, the Monday night edition. Employment Law Show, it's right here, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is indeed, and we are back. 416-870-6400. Kevin, Cat, Helen, so many more. We just wanted to, uh, Ken, sorry there, pal. Just uh, just let you go during the break. Just wanted to give uh, Andrew here a final uh, couple thoughts before we uh, we let you go. Uh, Andrew, if, if, let me ask you something. If Ken does decide to hang on because he likes the job, he's making uh, some pretty, you know, half-decent scuttle, and he hangs on there, they do bring him back. What happens if, and now has he laid the table, for them to temporarily lay him off again, or does that not apply just because it's a special COVID situation? Well, it's it's an excellent question. And if they do call him back to work, uh, Ken, you want to make sure that you make it very clear in writing that you do not agree to be laid off without your consent. Uh, you know that you appreciate COVID was this unprecedented, unique circumstance, and uh, although you weren't thrilled about it. Um, it is what it is, but in the future, you will not agree to the same kind of temporary layoff without your approval. So you want to make that very clear, and you want to make that clear in writing. That to them, is that almost saying, like, uh, I'm going to, uh, you know, constructive, is it always constructive dismissal in my case? Is that what it's going to be? Well, it's anytime you're put on a temporary layoff without your consent, you can claim constructive dismissal. The problem, as John, uh, John was alluding to, is that if you agree to a temporary layoff more than once, they can make the argument that they have the right to do it going forward. So you want to preserve your right to a future constructive dismissal claim by indicating upon your return to this layoff that from this layoff that you, you don't agree to it in the future unless... Um, you have your con- you give your consent that they can't do it without your consent. Right. So, uh, sorry, uh, gentlemen. Uh, after the six weeks, like if I go back and say, okay, it's six weeks, and they say, well, no, we're you know they start you know beating around the bush. I can just say, well, then this is constructive dismissal. Is that what we're alluding to here? Yeah. Yes. At that point, you would pursue a claim for your your dismissal, essentially, and say, you know, I was supposed to be reinstated. I would. I. I didn't even have the. You didn't even have the right to put me on a layoff in the first place. So, I mean, at some point, you're just going to have to decide what you want to do. You can wait around forever, or you can pursue a constructive dismissal claim. But I do think if you wait till that six-week mark, you can send them an email in or around that time and say, look, I understand I have to be recalled by the state. Am I going to be recalled? And it'll give you more information to work with, and you can come back and give our firm a call, and, and we'll help you out. Ken, appreciate it. Going to let you go. Got to move on, and we'll get to uh, to Kat. Hi, Kat. Thank you uh, so much for uh, for hanging on. How are you this evening? Hey, John, uh, thank you very much for taking my call. Uh, yeah, brother. I'm waiting for uh, Andrew. 
Sure, go ahead. Uh, the uh, a friend of mine was uh, was let go uh, about a week ago, and uh, um, as I'm um, um, listening to the show, I advise him to to check out the severance pay calculator. He did, and uh, he was um, <laughs> he find out that. Uh, he may be entitled to more than uh, what he was uh, right. uh, offered to him. So he, he uh, he's a young um, uh, he's a young um, uh, person. He's in uh, his early thirties, and he was offered two weeks of uh, of severance uh, and uh, additional two weeks if he signs the the letter of uh, termination by by the end of the week. And um, according to severance pay calculator, he was uh, owed uh, a little bit more, like the double of what he was offered. And uh, he submitted a request to through severance pay calculator uh, application, and uh, he was called about. Uh, he was called by a couple of uh, a couple of lawyers uh, asking him for a three thousand uh, dollars upfront fee to. Uh, retain them, and uh, I found that a bit uh, unusual. He called um, uh, Lior's uh, firm, ST Lawyers, and uh, he was told that, uh, uh, you know, they're very busy with uh, this COVID situation um, going on, and uh, is uh, you know, is a waiting uh, waiting period. There, mm-hmm. is what he was told, and um, I, I was I was wondering, is is this how it how it works i've I've never been through this process but to be asked to pay three thousand dollars up front for something that they don't even grant uh currently is 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 that how it works or uh, i was wondering maybe andrew can shed some light Mm -hmm. on that one yeah cat thanks uh thanks for your uh, call in and your comment so I can't speak to the $3,000. I'm not sure who offered your friend that. Um, In some circumstances, we do request an upfront retainer to cover our costs. The thing to keep in mind is when we request an amount of money upfront, it's, it's not something that happens all the time at all. But when we do it, you don't pay additional amounts on top of that. You pay the out the lawyer's hourly rate and then it, it just gets drawn from that amount it's almost like a deposit and if there's amounts left from that uh after the file's done your friend would get it back so i i'm not sure i don't know the exact situation i don't know what lawyer offered him that or didn't offer him that i really can't be sure so i can't speak to that it's not <laughs> out of the question but uh if if your friend has a, a particular concern i would uh I suggest that he he maybe email me after the show, and I'll see if I can look into it a bit more for him. Cat, going to let you go. Appreciate that, and do so. And, you know, attention, Andrew Goldberg, at uh, your email if you send it. It's help at employmentlawyer.ca, but you probably know that already because you're uh, you're all too familiar. 416-870-6400 is the number. Who do we got next? Kevin, thanks for standing by. Good evening. Howdy, guys. How's it going? Good, pal. What's uh, What's on your mind? Um, I got terminated for cause today. Um, I just want to know, I am a bit baffled about this because I'm on WSIB right now and because I hurt myself at work and they let me go for a couple of reasons. But I also have a disability too. So I'm not quite understand it, or clear if they can do that or not. I know they can get rid of me by 
just for whatever reason by listening to your shows, but I'm just wondering if they can really do that. So, so Kevin, how long have you been off work? I just, they just give me my, uh, I, I haven't been off work. I've been uh, working uh, modified within restrictions. Yeah. So, uh, so I haven't lost any time. So I'm just, I'm, I don't know what to do. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it, it's definitely illegal to terminate someone's employment because of their injury. Okay. And we yeah. see things like this happen all the time where someone gets injured at work and the employer, you know, doesn't want to accommodate that person. Like you're, you're, you have limitations and you're, you're getting accommodation right now. Correct. Yeah, so oftentimes an employer does not want to accommodate. So instead what they do is they try their best to find reasons which they could you know, terminate the employee for just cause, right? And build up yeah. a case against them because they want to get rid of them and they want to disguise the fact that really they just don't want to accommodate. So I would need... You know, we would need a bit further information from you. I mean, we, you know, we don't have the extent of the allegations that they're making toward you and how valid they are invalid. So we'd have to arrange for a consultation to go over that stuff. But if we can establish one, that there was no cause to terminate your employment and two, that really that this had more to do with your injury than anything. And it doesn't even have to be uh, the reason doesn't have to be the the majority of the reason doesn't have to be your injury as long as one small tiny tiny fraction of the reason they terminated your employment was due to your injury and need for accommodation that gives rise to human rights claim against the company so you could be potentially entitled to a severance as well as human rights damages so I would highly advise you you give us a call arrange for a consultation we'll get further information and we'll see what we can do like I also suffer from depression too, so which I've been trying to, you know, get treatment for that. Also, so they they use that against me as well. Well, well, of course. I mean, that's hugely problematic. And if if part of the if they know you have depression or they know you have any mental health uh, situation that uh, might impact your performance in some regard, uh, they definitely should accommodate that to some degree so that would be very very problematic if, if your depression factored into their uh re the reasons for which you were terminated that that's a big big problem and uh you could have some serious entitlements here kevin appreciate the call my brother gonna let you go and to reach out do so get a hold of andrew further conversation uh indeed one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca but here and right now lots of time still to go 416-870-6400 that is the number you want to use helen we are uh we got you on the air good evening hi how are you great what's on your mind uh, can you please explain to me the difference between the 13-week layoff mm -hmm. period versus, I think it's 26, if I'm not mistaken. So it, there's 13 and 35, okay? So Okay. Okay, but then I'm going to throw an, an extra curveball at you, but there's there's two layoff periods. One is 13 weeks, and if the employer doesn't continue your benefits, then you could be laid off for up to 13 weeks, okay? If the employer does continue the benefits, then you could be laid off for up to 35 weeks. Again, 
this is keeping in mind you have to the employer has to have the right to lay you off in the first place so if they don't have the right to put you on a temporary layoff in the first place both of these can be treated as a termination from the first day of the layoff regardless of the length okay <clears throat> the second the curveball i'm going to throw at you is the Ontario government put a new regulation during this COVID pandemic, which changes the layoff rules such that if you were put on a temporary layoff after March, once the pandemic hit, then you're now on something called an infectious disease leave of absence. And if you were put on a temporary layoff during this time after March, then you have to be reinstated to your position no later than six weeks at the end of the emergency order. <clears throat> so right now the emergency order is scheduled to end in two days on July 29th. You have to be reinstated six weeks after that, whether they're continuing your benefits or not. Okay? Okay. But prior to COVID, there's 13 weeks. If you're not paying any benefits, um, then basically it can be considered as a termination. If, if your benefits aren't being continued and you were put on a temporary layoff for 13 weeks prior to COVID, it's an automatic termination. Okay, and then the 35 weeks, that means it's because the benefits were continued, but once you get to 35 weeks, then it's considered a termination? Yes, an automatic termination. Okay, okay. Right, but she, she doesn't have to wait, does she, Andrew? I mean, uh, from day one, I think that's where the confusion is. I'm not sure if Helen's reading you correctly, that even on day one, whether 13 or 35, if it hasn't happened before without her consent, she can pull the plug right there, correct? Yeah, so so that's really that's really the point, okay? So at any time when you're put on a temporary layoff, if they don't have the right to do it, the employer, and most often they do not have that right, you could treat your employment as being terminated. It's called a constructive dismissal. But in order to do that, you have to engage a lawyer and start a claim against the company, okay? But so you can do that at any time. You can do that 10 minutes into your temporary layoff. You can go pursue your constructive dismissal claim. You can go after your severance. If you don't choose to go down that road and you choose to wait, then that's when the time limits matter because if you choose to wait and you're not recalled within the time limit and you do nothing about it you're going to be automatically terminated at that point it's not even up for discussion you don't have to do anything oh. about it at all okay and then if the benefits continue does it matter if it's paid by the employer or the employee um the premium portion it does not matter as long as the benefits are continued. So what I see often is there's sometimes situations where an employee pays for half the premium and the employer pays for half the premium. And oftentimes for the temporary layoff, the employer agrees to pay the whole premium because in essence what they're buying is the opportunity to theoretically put forward a longer temporary layoff. So they're happy to do it, right? But to John's point, again, he makes a good point and that's really the moral of the story. Almost no one has to accept a temporary layoff at all. And if you want, you can pursue a claim for constructive dismissal right away and go after your severance. Okay, and is there a difference between a salary, a full-time employee versus an hourly full-time employee? No, it, no. What what matters is what you would make. I mean, it, it depends mo mostly on the contract. Okay, so if you have a contract that says you can put someone on a temporary layoff, then that's what matters. If if you don't, then you don't. It doesn't matter if you're being paid hourly sour, salary. It doesn't matter if there's no right to be put on a temporary layoff. Then it doesn't matter how you get paid. Okay. 
Okay, so it's that wording of the layoff um, in, in the employment contract then? Yes, which is very rare. Very few contracts actually have that wording. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, Helen. Appreciate the call. Hope it cleared up uh, some of that. If you want to have a further conversation, uh, you can offer you the number as well, one 821 5900 And email address is help at employmentlawyer.ca. You still have time as well. See, you get some answers. A lot of confusion out there, but it could be cleared up very simply by uh, giving, giving us a call here with the remaining few minutes, and Andrew will uh, will do his best, 416 870 6400 see that and like you said that it's very rare but i bet you after this whole thing with covid19 and the next couple of years there's going to be a whole slew of brand new shiny employment contracts and there will be temporary layoff language in there i bet you're going to see it oh 100 percent uh like I, if i was betting on it i would i would bet with you for sure yeah it's going to be a lot. Fired without cause. We've uh, we talked about uh, without cause terminations tonight on several cars, but uh, calls. But let's get to this fast facts. What is a termination without cause? What does that mean? So it seems simple, but it's you know it, 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 there's a little more to it than you'd think. But a termination without cause, in in essence, is when you're terminated from your job, but your employer doesn't have. It was, you know, like a valid reason to let you go in the sense that you didn't do anything wrong. Okay. So people often conflate cause with reason. So, you know, sometimes people are terminated because the company's restructuring, let's just say, and they're eliminating a department. Mm -hmm. So they come to me and they say, well, Andrew, isn't that a cause? That's a cause. And, but at law, no, that's not a cause because what it means to be terminated without cause, which it means you didn't do anything wrong. You didn't yeah. uh, steal from the company. You didn't harass anyone. Um, you didn't do anything that would give the employer the right to say, listen, you got to get out of here. Um, like you've definitely done wrong by us and we can't have you around anymore. Termination without cause. Want to get more of that list, but again, uh, the phone calls are top priority. 416-870-6400 is the way. Jack, thanks for, uh, thanks for taking some time. How are you tonight? I'm good, guys. Thank you. No I just worries. have a question. Uh, when COVID started, uh, we were given our ROE, so and we were basically laid off, paid our vacation pay, and then given our ROE, and it's been going on four months now. Um, what are my options? Do I have to just keep waiting? Uh, I've been collecting CERB now for four months. So can you help me out here? Like, well, what are my options? So, Jack, but as we've, I don't know if you've listened to any of the show to, to this point, but you absolutely do have options. You can right now pursue a constructive dismissal claim against your employer. You can take the position that the employer never had the right to put me on a layoff in the first place, and I'm going to treat that as if my employment has been terminated. So if you want to go down that road, you, you can give us a call. You can send us an email. We can set you up from a consultation, and we can start a claim for constructive dismissal and go after your severance now there's no reason to wait any longer if you don't want to oh now if they call me back obviously all those options are off the table if they call me back if i if i approach them like that and they go okay we'll come back to work is that does that mean you don't have that option anymore of, of getting your severance you you for sure would have the option of because the, the, when you're put when you claim constructive dismissal because you're being put on a layoff the termination date so to speak is the first day you are put on a temporary layoff okay 
So if they call you back to work, there's still a four month period that you're technically weren't called back and that they would owe you severance for, okay? And if they called you back, then perhaps you'd have to go back. It depends on your situation. If you have a valid reason not to go back, if you think that they discriminated against you personally in choosing you for a layoff, or you have other concerns, they're not offering you your same job at the same money, then you could potentially refuse to go back. But even if you accept it and you say, okay, fine, I'll go back, you still have a claim for the period of time you were off. So you can only ask for severance for the four months I've been laid off, not for the whole period that I've been working there for. No, you would ask for, sorry, you'd ask for, your severance would be based on your entire length of service, okay? Oh, entire length of service, okay, okay. But, but I'm talking about how much your severance is worth is going to be based, of course, yes, whether they call you back or not. Interesting. Okay, that's very interesting. Okay, thank, thank, thanks for your help. Thank you. No worries, Jack. Appreciate that again. Same thing. You need uh, more information. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is the way to reach out. You can always go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca uh, as well. Fired without cause. Fast facts. I've just been fired, and the company wants me to sign uh, an exit paper or severance offer before I leave the building. Do I have to? It's pressure. A lot of people do it. Yeah, a lot of pressure. A lot of people absolutely do it, and. The simple answer, John, as you know, is absolutely not. You yeah. do not have to sign the offer before leaving the building. And the one thing I can't stress enough is almost 100% of the time when an employer is pressuring an employee to do something, it's because it's in the employer's best interest. If the employer genuinely thought that they were giving you a good offer, they'd have no problem with it. They say, take the week, take your time, even see a lawyer, have a lawyer look this over. You know what I mean? Go ahead, right. go crazy. But it's the, when, it's the times when you're feeling pressured, that is the time where you know, you're, you, you should be on alert. You know what I mean? That, that's the scary time. So if you feel pressured, if they're asking you to sign it before you leave the building, do not do so. They cannot force you to do so. And almost all likelihood, you're going to be owed way more than what they're offering you on that day. Well, that kind of bleeds into the next question. Again, a very common question I know you get all the time. And how much severance am I owed following a determination without cause? Yeah, so this is definitely kind of the bread and butter of, yep. of um, almost every file we have because almost at some point, every file leads to the value of severance. And what your severance is worth as an employee is going to be based on a variety of factors personal to the employee, okay? So it's gonna be based on the employer's the employee's age. So the older they are, the greater their severance will be. It's gonna be primarily based on their length of service. So the longer you work for an employer, the greater your severance will be. And after that, it'll be based on your position. So the more niche your position, the more specialized, essentially the harder it will be for you to replace your position elsewhere, uh, the higher your severance will be. Um, but an important thing to note, I don't know how often we talk about it on the show, the employer's personal circumstances have nothing to do with your severance. So if an employer says, oh, it's COVID, we're struggling, we don't have the money that we used to have, so you get this kind of discounted severance. A absolutely not. The, the, the legal system, Ontario, that is, no one cares, that's not relevant. It's entirely based on the employee's situation. Can the Ministry of Labor help if I'm let go without cause? Or and I'll put it another way, should I go there immediately following my termination if I have letter in hand? Yeah, so if 
the Ministry of Labor, so there's two aspects of your severance. One is what is your full severance entitlement, and two is what is your minimum severance entitlement, right? Um, the Ministry of Labor can only assist in allowing you to get your minimum severance entitlement. They cannot help you get your full entitlement, which is going to be a huge discount. Um, and on top of that, as soon as you go to the Ministry of Labor to pursue that minimum entitlement, you are precluded, you can no longer contact an employment lawyer to get your full entitlement. So going to the Ministry of Labor is the last thing you want to do if you're terminated without cause. You absolutely want to speak to an employment lawyer because uh, him or her, they're going to be the only people who can get you your full severance entitlement. And that is probably the best way to end it right there. Do not call the Ministry of Labor when it comes to severance. Overtime, vacation pay, all that stuff is fine. But when it comes to your severance, that nugget, do not go there. You want to call Andrew, member of the team, and I'll leave off of the numbers and the contact one more time. one 821 that is the number, halbertemploymentlawyer.ca. Simplyemploymentlawyer.ca, the website. You want to listen to past radio shows and find our television show as well. And finally, having that employment lawyer with you at all times can be found, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll do this again Wednesday, then the weekend shows as well. Come back for those and ask your questions once again. Don't go anywhere, though. On Point Returns in moments, Alex Pearson coming right back. Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.